Welcome to the number one top five show on the number one podcast network where the penguin is the mascot in the Oceanias. This episode is about the people for who without with we would have no games at all. The developers. They range from early greats like Miyamoto and Nintendo to the truly out there and wacky Kojima and the guy from um, Hazelight. Um, the guest with me today is not Kieran this week, but Dylan Blight. I'm here, hello. And a very special guest from the pop culturist, Ryan Betson. Hey! How you going? Thanks for joining us today. No worries, man. Oh. Alright, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to start with a very special guest. What is your personal top five, or your first developer? For me? And are they in order? Uh, they're not in order. They are just in as they came to me. The so. way I like it. Okay. Because I do it in order and Nick's just like... Yeah, whatever. Well, there's no rules. <laughs> well, because like, I, yeah. I don't really have like a, a number one. Like I'm a fan of, of many devs. It's that's when, when I'm throwing the list together, I'm like, oh, this one. Oh, what about this one? What about this one? So it was, very, so like, it was quite a lengthy list I've had to bring down. If but I the numbered them, one, it would be very unegalitarian of me. Yeah, it would feel weird. Uh, like I, I just can't do it. But um, my first one is very much an easy one. Uh, it's Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, good choice, good choice. Super easy. Like, it's an easy, it's a given. Everyone knows Naughty Dog make quality content and quality games. But, like, <clears throat> there is little to no other media that I've consumed that has made me, like, actively cry unlike Naughty Dog. Really? Like, uh, Crash like, Bandicoot's hard, man. <clears throat> like, Crash Bandicoot, like, you know, it's... <laughs> Like when Neo, you know, Cortex loses all those crystals and I've got to find them. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> He's a villain uh, you can side with. Yeah. And I guess Naughty Dog's something that's also been around my, with my, like, as long as I played games, really. So we've got, obviously, the crashes back in the day. Then once they left sort of crash and went down the Jack and Daxter sort of route, I kind of drifted away. I didn't really do a lot of Jack. But, uh, and then right back with Uncharted and, you know, Last of Us and where we're at now. Um, you know, replaying Last of Us again recently, you know, as a father now, that opening, the opening scene, it just, I'm like a mess, like, <laughs> like grown man, like six o'clock on, on a Tuesday night, and like, on the couch, a mess. And like, yeah, there's very, very few um, games, at least, that can hit me in that way. And I think that's the entire, the power and the, the, the skill of Naughty Dog to make that happen. Yeah, that's fair. Like, my experience with Naughty Dog, like, I played Crash on other friends' consoles, the PS1, because I never owned one, and then I never played a Jack game on the PS2 for some reason, and then my experience really started with Uncharted, and from there, I think they make really quality games, but going back and playing Crash and Naughty and Jack's, like, I can understand the admiration for them, but they're just really not games for me, so... Yeah, like those particular like three D character platformers, like they're not for everyone. Like, I said I love Crash, but other than that, I'm really not into many other character platformers. They just kind of meh. Yeah, Dylan hates Crash but- too. Naughty Dog was number two on my list. <laughs> Mine are ordered because I love Crash. As as and, uh, listeners of Explosion Network content should know, big fan of Crash. That's a huge part of my childhood. Um, and then I did play older Jack and Daxter games. They were a big part of my 
PS2 era, all of them through to the Kart Racer. Yes, of course. And even the Crash games. I played the stupid Crash Bash. Yep. The PS2 ones I played with Crash. Are they naughty the dog games? GBA ones. No, but it's just the fact that they kicked off a... It's worth mentioning that... No, they did do the Kart Racer for Jack, though. That was Naughty Dog. Interesting. I didn't the more you know. People think they racer. didn't. The more you know. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's called Jack X. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, Uncharted... De- defining thing game series of the the playstation era now and then the last of us is one of the greatest games of all time so yep easy gg two e's unquestionably all right dylan what is yours number five i put ubisoft but i think it's like ubisoft montreal technically yep the correct yes i'm thinking now because they've got like what four or five million different studios um they they're one of a couple studios that would define the the ps3 or the current gen of of gaming for me the assassin's creed franchise the far cry franchise kind of reinvented uh re- in, yeah, reinvented the open world mm. uh gaming to me yes uh, i remember playing gta 4 on ps3 and it's fine sure i'm not i'm not a huge fan of that game and i i haven't even played gta 5 and it's one of those games that i that everyone shuns me oh, for. just the number one selling it. media thing ever yeah, yeah. and I, I i i haven't played it i'm sorry everyone but there was something about playing the original or not maybe not the original but assassin's creed 2 and then far cry 2 3 the the th- the mechanics and all those that everyone hates now the climbing to the top of the towers that sort of stuff to unlock more of the world map but at the time that was really defining and sticks out as a huge part of open world gaming to me for the past what six seven years or something i suppose yeah ubisoft and then of course they've created other franchises over the years that are worth mentioning um like prince of persia which i'm a huge fan of the original oh yeah trilogy oh, on the yeah. ps2 yeah so i just i'm like oh yeah fuck it's prince of persia yeah they did yeah they did they, <laughs> that was a thing should come back they should they should bring that back well well, yeah. why not? Yeah, no, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely zero convincing. I'm like, no, nah, I'm in. Okay, because you're like, uh, <laughs> look, don't need Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Because Just my, go my brain, to... my brain started moving backwards. I was like, well, the last one was kind of garbage, and then I'm like, well, yeah, the... Warriors Within was pretty cool. Well, the Two Princes was all right. Sands yeah, of Time yeah. was really cool. Yeah, no, I'm Sands of Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Convinced myself so, by thinking about it too much. I saw it all happen, ladies and gentlemen, staring at his face go, wait, yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft. That's the answer to the question. So I'll pick. I have nothing to say about Ubisoft, so I'll go on to my next one. Um, <laughs> I have nothing to say, so fuck your pick. Move on. <laughs> um... My first one is going to be DICE. Um, They're mostly known for doing the Battlefield series, and that's where I know them from and love them from. Like, I've played every entry in the Battlefield series, and they've always had immense enjoyment out of them. And they've also done the Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront series too. Like, those games, as games, are just technically impressive and beautiful to look at. Unfortunately, they got... They've been marred by publisher pressure from, like, EA and stuff like that, but I can't really hold that against them. But, yeah, like, I've been a massive fan of the Battlefield series for its entire life, and I'll probably end up buying everyone 
until they stop making them. Like, which is your favorite one? I feel like I've asked at some point before, but um, Battlefield Two holds a special place. I really enjoyed. I've had fond memories of going to like there was like a gaming land cafe in Newcastle <laughs> uh, many years ago, and I remember they used to do these things where you could stay overnight, and I remember all night gaming sessions. Uh, Battlefield nineteen forty two. Like that were they, they have fond memories for me, um, going there with my brother and friends and stuff. But yeah, like they make great first person shooters. Not a, not on my list. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, but it was close. Short list. Sh- that was on my short list. Like the the top ten. This is one of the ones that I kind of for- I forgot about, and then and then like, oh wait, no, I have some incredible memories with dice. Yeah. Especially around, you know, Bad uh, bad Company 1 and 2. Uh, yep. Big ones. Bad Company me. 2, OG, best Battlefront game. Oh, Vietnam without, DLC is one of the best DLCs ever. Without a doubt. Like, I like I remember a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of multiplayer with that with me and, you know, the three buddies. You'd, hit, you'd have the four-man squad. So, yep. like, <clears throat> what works with Battlefield is if you don't play as a team, you're fucked. Exactly. Like, this isn't Call of Duty. You aren't Rambo. You ain't running around fucking shit up by yourself. Like... You have to be as a team. And even better, if you all have your roles and you eat one's a sniper, one's a, you know, whatever, 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 you're going to demolish. And that's and luckily, that's what we did at the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but now, now, I suck anus at it now. But, <laughs> like, just those fun memories of just no matter what lobby we're in, the four of us all had our role, all knew what we are going to do, communication was on point. Man, the, the memories of with DICE are just insane. Not it. Even not even the games like they developed the Frostbite engine as well, and that's been used in countless other EA titles since. And it's just a beautiful well, engine. Frostbite is now the only. Uh, it's pretty much the the st- stock standard engine for EA games. Yeah, yeah, know? and like nothing sounds quite as good as uh, in a Battlefield game, and that's like you know using the engine, and especially like the uh, Battlefield, not the game, but like the actual Battlefield itself. Yeah, uh, like. Uh, just destruction like yep. there's n- that you cannot camp in a building because anything is destructible yeah the building will come down around you it's beautiful they do Def- they do exceptional work yeah e- even like the sports games are benefited by that engine as well <clears throat> like madden like the physics in that has just gone up so much since they started using frostbite it's just phenomenal technicians in that regard as well yeah, it's it, it's a solid baseline mm. to make exceptional games. All right. I'm going to go around back to you, Ryan. What is your next uh, developer? Now, as uh, Dylan said, he's never played a, a, a Grand Theft Auto game, um, which is insane because Rockstar are fucking phenomenal. Uh, I have played literally every Rockstar release uh, as far as I can remember uh, the only one I don't think I spent I didn't spend time with was the table tennis uh, because yep. I didn't have an Xbox at the time but uh, I have literally every version of Grand Theft Auto I'm talking you know one two that fucking London expansion yep uh, I have Grand Theft Auto Advance I even have a Game Boy Advance I just bought it so I could have it um, you know and then I've got you know like uh, the Warriors and Manhunt and Max Payne and Midnight Club. Like, <clears throat> back when they were pumping out more than uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, Rockstar were excellent. These were these guys, like, some of the pioneers of 
really good storytelling, uh, yep. especially in games. And they helped bring, speaking of, you know, like with, with uh, DICE, in terms of technological leaps forward, these guys were one of the first big open world games with Grand Theft Auto 3 on PS2. Yep. Like, that changed gaming, literally. And, yep, uh, very much so. Yeah, and Manhunt is a fucking nuts game. And can't even play it here in Australia, so... <laughs> yeah, I've still got my copy of Manhunt. Me too. I just I just um, imported uh, Manhunt 2 as well. Oh, really? Just for the collection. I hear it's not very good, but I wanted it. So, how are you going to be able to play it? Because isn't it a I have a chip region? pierced. I have a oh, chip okay. pierced too. Righto. That's fair. <clears throat> Problems. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, Rockstar um, is on mine as well. Like, oh, they have not made a game that I have not enjoyed... <coughs> Like, other than table tennis, like, I haven't played that one because I didn't have an Xbox. But even, not even just their games, each Grand Theft Auto is satire on America for that time period. Like, just, it's subtle and not so subtle ways of taking the piss out of American culture and capitalism and all that kind of stuff is just, I love that aspect about it as well. Yeah, it's commentary on the world that we live in is, is fantastic. And as you mentioned, like, yeah, so, so some subtle, some not so subtle satire. It, it's, it has something to say and it's not afraid to say it. And that's what makes it fantastic. So pe- people tend to, you know, see Rockstar Games, in particular Grand Theft Auto series, for what mothers think they are. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they are, it's, it's one of those games that's lost in its, uh, in, in its stigma. With the violence and the swearing, and then the and the running over prostitutes and whatever, yeah. but there is a it is a smarter, richer, bigger you know bigger thing than people give it credit for. Same goes for South Park. You know, it's in this. I use South Park as the same example because you know people don't understand that this show, it, although it's full of swears, although it's really crude, it's one of the smartest shows on television. Mm. And Rockstar is exactly that behind its crude, uh, behind its vul- uh, you know, swearing, vulgarity, and violence. They are exceptionally smart and just fantastic games yep what were you going to say before I cut you off Dylan (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had Rockstar as number four oh really oh without even touching I have I've touched I said hold on hold on ah my apologies Dylan what's your next one (laughs) Rockstar (laughs) Rockstar um simply for the P- the PS2 games basically because that was the that defines the the PS2 era like Vice Vice City is one of my favorite games of all time yep. and if there's one game that I'll actually pay money to buy on the PS4 to play just with the freaking trophies and stuff it would probably be Vice City since they've added all those even though it probably won't happen because they're on sale much they're on sale but, right now just for heads up yeah I know but I'm like that's, that's just time it's like who's got time to go <laughs> back and play a freaking PS2 game I, I would love to though because Vice City has such fond memories for me it's just the it's I watch Scarface and I'd play Vice City and I'd watch Scarface and I'd play Vice City mm. and then I just became obsessed with gangster movies and playing Vice City. So that was like my thing. The Vice City is the only one I think I 100%ed or I got very close, like 90 something percent. Mm. But I did most of the things you could do apart from, I think there was a bunch of extra side missions. We had to do the, the helicopter or like one of the, the drone, the RC. Yeah, the RC drone. The, the, the crap the, thing. The notoriously yeah. shitty hard one. Yep. Yes, there and there was, there was a bonus extra quest or something you had to do apart from the main one it was just absolute crap but 
I even played uh, a fair chunk of the table tennis thing at someone's house Ooh. when that came out. And it was like, why are we playing this? Because <laughs> we both know the only reason you got this is because it has a Rockstar sticker yeah. on it. But we're having such a good time playing the freaking table tennis it was, game. It was, it was pretty so much weird. just a tech demo for what was going to become GTA 4. Like the whole idea of it was just to check the new physics engine. Yeah, exactly. And that physics engine is phenomenal. Like Grand Theft Auto 4 is my personal favourite. Mostly because the way the physics engine handles everything and the way the driving is and the way it all feels. I know that's a controversial opinion in the <clears throat> wider sense, but like I love every, the handling, the way, everything about GTA 4. I think your point, like you're 100% valid with GTA 4. Like it went for a extra level of realism that wasn't... Pre- it's, it's, it's sort of got toned down for GTA 5. Like, yeah. In, in how uh, Nico falls or, you know, yeah. runs or even how cars handle, like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, different cars handle very differently. You know, the, some mm. are very clearly heavy and uh, granted, at, you know, at the time it's quite frustrating, but then when you come over to GTA 5 and everything's almost the same, you can just haul ass in almost anything. It's like, Yeah, that's it. It, it is good to know because I still remember like buying the collector's edition for GTA 4 because I was just pumped me too remember I still got like, that safe like that safety yeah my it's, it's still, like, I used to keep my weed in there yeah um, <laughs> I used to keep my ammo in it <laughs> um, but yeah so like you know I remember being so excited because at that time I was um, studying in this in Melbourne City um, and the, the trams were plastered. I'm like, oh my God, like this is, cause this, at the, you know, back then, like this is one of the first Rockstar and GTA were the only big franchises to break the barriers in the mm. same way of, um, in the, in like, in the, like right now, like, you know, Fortnite as an example is culturally significant as in it's, yeah. everyone knows about fucking, um, you know, uh, Fortnite, but yeah. back then. G- uh, GTA was the only one to sort of make that leap and-, and, and can you continue sucking their dick as well like I feel like they got the most out of the PSP as well especially oh, yeah, the stories, the stories. From, yeah 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 uh, they were great the City. they were th- they're the best games on the PSP in my opinion <coughs> yeah and then and then of course you got Chinatown Wars on the DS as well yeah and they like they weren't cut down versions of GTA either they were full GTA games with the music and the radio mm. and all the story and the whole city and everything like you wouldn't think I it remember would be the, technically possible the, the part that I loved the most was just they tied they had tied in characters and yeah. stuff and bit they tied in stuff from 3 and then Vice City or like the main characters or side characters from those particular games and just having played those games over and over up until I got those on my PSP. I just remember getting so giddy. Yeah. We're going, oh, this is that character. And then they go off and then they're in that game at that point. Because there wasn't a lot of uh, side story, side games to big franchises at the time. Yeah. I suppose there still isn't really. But yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. once again, it's another one of the first big franchises to have like spinoffs. So I'm still waiting for San Andreas stories, my way out, <laughs> if, that ever, if that ever yeah. happens. Stealth release on the PSP. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, Rockstar, once again, because they're so just, like, they're the badasses of, of the industry. They could walk out on stage, like, you're like, hey, you know, Rockstar's here, like, oh, fuck, you want to talk about Red Dead 2? Holy shit, we haven't talked about Red Dead yet either, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, they're like, oh, here, here we talk about Red Dead 2, and like, all right, everyone, sit the fuck down. We are bringing, well, actually, we are creating Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas Stories, 
for your PSP. Everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, yeah, what you look under your chair. Look under your chairs. Everyone look under your chairs. There's a PSP, 3000. <laughs> With all the dust and buttons missing. And the, I don't know. I we have want two eBay cleared it out. Both of them, the joystick come off it. So uh, I've got, oh, really? I've got just the one and it's the CD thing that doesn't clamp shut. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah who, who, was, who was bright idea was it? Let's have fucking a movable part in a portable device. Hmm. The Thanks, Universal PSP. Media Disc. The very first one I got, I didn't realise it wasn't meant to come out of the case. So I had to glue the case. Oh, <laughs> God, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Very nice. All right. I feel like I'm going to go around to my next choice. Um, it's not. They're not a very well-known developer outside of a certain niche, but they're. Oh, here we go. It's a Russian developer named. Here we go. One C. They're known for their flight simulator developers like they made the IL-2 Sturmovik series um, which has become the premier World War 2 flight simulator um, in simulators <laughs> I guess is this what you play on stream is this what yes, I was watching yes. the other day yes I was playing so, IL-2 okay. on stream so Nick a flight sims like your not like your not so secret love like me and farming sims like I have a obnoxious love for farming sims yeah I guess so I just like like I've always had a fascination with aviation and being a diabetic, I'm (coughs) legally not allowed to like even learn to fly, but I don't know. I just like simulation, like any kind of simulation, really like the realism, getting those kind of experiences without actually, I guess, having to do those experiences. Yeah. Cause I did stop by, I did stop by your stream the other day and I saw you had like the full, the full get up. Yeah. Yeah. I got the full hot ass sit up, hands on (laughs) throttle and stick. Very nice. I'm very ten gl- minutes of him staring at it, going, "Fuck, which button?" <laughs> uh, let me pull out the thousand-page manual to figure out how to fly this fucking plane. No, that's DCS series. They're full-on sims. Like you have to do flight school to do them. But uh, yeah, just the there's still a way that they model their games. Like the flight models, by all reports that I've read from, because they've got actual pilots and even veterans in there like old Soviet pilots saying to help them develop it and just the damage model and the flight model and the accuracy and I don't know it's just for me they're up there as one of the best developers like their detail is what is yes that's what I'm trying to say yeah their their attention to detail yeah yeah. Can I ask, because um, even when I was watching the stream the other day, I still don't fully understand the game. Yeah, How I many players are in a match? Because th- I know it's like team-based. Yeah. I saw a scoreboard come up at the end. So there is teams, but then you were sitting in your base and you were talking to other people that I presume was just voice chat for your team and you're discussing how you fucked up a bombing run and then you just basically flew back to base and was like, well, shit happens. That's the end of the... That's that's it. I missed. (laughs) Then you go back and do it again. (laughs) Don't miss this time. (laughs) Yeah, so that particular server that that I was playing on is called Tactical Air War and I think it's got an 84-player limit but it also... Jesus. Holy It also has... um, It's a lot. It tracks all your stats third party they got a website and it's like a big linked campaign so one what happens in that let's say each match lasts for two hours and what happens in that match creates a generates a mission for the next match and like the front lines move and what you've destroyed affects everything and it's just a rolling campaign so yeah 
Yeah, it's some hardcore shit. Yeah, that's, uh, that's <laughs> brutal. See, like, uh, it'd be difficult enough for me just to tackle the uh, not vomiting while flying in a plane. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, like, having to fight a war and shit. Like, yeah. Uh, These games look made for VR, too, because the whole time you're sitting in fucking cockpit. Well. Have you tried the and you're, have you tried it? Oh, really? VR Sims? No, I can't plug in the PSVR. You'll need an Oculus or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Oculus Survive. Have you tried it? Yeah. I haven't, no. Don't do it. I vomited. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do like the uh, Call of Duty uh, VR. I did that one. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. Yeah. fun. Yeah. I was like, because like I have a crippling fear of heights as well. And what's worth? What's the worst thing about being in a plane? You're really fucking high up. So the motion yeah, I, was uh, horrible, and then the height. And uh, yeah, I have a massive fear of heights as well. But mm. I don't know it being virtual. Yeah, I call it fatty fall down a phobia. That's, kind of <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> all right that's where it's like the, the fear of heights doesn't come from the actual height it's just i'm scared of falling over because it's really embarrassing yeah it is <laughs> get stuck on my back i think that's a fear of embarrassment maybe <laughs> more than anything <laughs> <laughs> all right what's your next developer ryan um keeping the rock theme going i'm bringing in rocksteady oh these guys have you know really only done a, a handful that are super prominent at least and that being uh, the Batman franchises with the Arkham series, but I, I, they were literally the devs that made Batman or made superhero games cool again. They made franchise games cool again. Yep. Uh, you know, I remember like playing a bunch of shitty, shitty ass games with like licenses attached to them growing up. And I'm like, these are all hot garbage. And then someone's like, Hey, there's a Batman game coming out. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, no, 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 you want to check this shit out. And I'm like, all right. And then you play it, and it's it's got that nice sort of, like... Like, the, it's got that... <clears throat> the biggest thing I'm finding so far in my lists with the three that I've collect, picked so far is each of them have then created a style or a genre. Mm. Like, you've had yep. GTA clones. You know, everyone's trying to get the storytelling of Naughty Dog. And yep. people are trying to do the Rockstar fighting you know system like yeah. you know you've got your um, mad max you, yeah you mad max you shadow you know you shadow, shadow of war um <laughs> or shadow of water just fucking throw them together you know <laughs> spider-man's looking to have it as well like yeah. these guys have created something that is phenomenal and it's like you feel like it, i know it's super cliche to say this and every fucking review said it too like you feel like batman like the yeah. punches land the way you glide you feel like batman you know what i mean yeah and like the, it's arkham asylum alone it has that lovely like you know um like metroidvania sort of like backtracking to looking things you have you know yeah yeah you come back yeah. and the room's all different and it's all this cool shit and you know then, then they jump into the open world with like arkham city and and that's fantastic and you know they they truly love batman as a character they love batman as a as a property you know they show a tremendous respect to the rogues gallery um and they throw a bunch of random ones in there for fun of it like who like who the fuck thinks you why would you find calendar man in there exactly for some yeah. reason? that's the biggest thing that uh come to my mind like rocksteady nearly made my list but i didn't like city and night as much as i loved asylum so they kind of knocked it out for me but the biggest credit i have towards rock city is actually getting me invested in batman as a character like 
I loved Asylum, just going around trying to find all the little stuff and like not knowing anything other than really my own only exposure was the Schumacher films mm. and I don't know Dark Knight had come out by then, but like I thought they were cool movies, but trying to find like <laughs> like the connections and actually me actively researching who this character is, how they're connected and all that stuff and getting me to actually read Batman comics as a whole. Like that's his biggest credit to me. Yeah. I, was a, I see. I was a giant comic nerd when it, when yeah. it came out. So I was like in, in like, like I, uh, I have about, I think it's about 80% of the entire like Arkham city and like the Arkham series action figures. Yep. Like if you walk into, in my house, like there's a big ass bookshelf and the entire shelf is literally just, Arkham collectors, like Arkham figures. I, I other than that, like I didn't buy. Yeah, they made stay there and they're fucking dope. Like the Titan Joker is huge, and then the Clayface is even huger again. Like it's, <laughs> I've got the Grundy, the huge. Yeah, the, the Grundy's Grundy dope one. too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. um, the that might, I th- this is a a big call to make, <coughs> but excuse me, I cannot think of a game I was more excited for than Arkham City. Mm. That is the if I try and think about a game that I went to a midnight release for that that building up to it I couldn't get enough reading about it buying all the game reformer covers I I I went crazy for it I, I stayed up to a certain time because uh, game reformer was doing a competition to win a signed like one out of five hundred poster or something and I was like sitting on Twitter refreshing it because I really wanted to win that poster I got it yay me <laughs> but uh, I brought copies of the the game reformer one to read one to frame read through that backwards to forwards IGN did all these stories read through those backwards to forwards and I can't think of a game since then that I have been so obsessive over reading every single detail about and it 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 wasn't even... I don't want to spoil myself. It was, no, just give it all to me because I know I'm still going to love it all. Just just put my face in that freaking game now. Um, but And another thing that really annoys me about that franchise is whenever people say the combat is button-mashy or bad because my response is always, you're all right, playing, you go do the, go, go play the combat trials and you, you get three stars or five stars, whatever it is on all those. You, you go do that because they'll go in, they'll smash a square... And they'll die or only get one star. Okay, you're playing the game wrong because you didn't get mm. three stars. You're not playing it right at all. You can button mash on normal or easy <laughs> difficulty and probably make your way through the, the game fine. It's not fun. You don't feel cool if that's what you're doing. Um, if you want to play those games properly, you do have to counter everything. Do the double counters. Do the When they added the knife counters where you got to hold back and then you can take the knife, snatch it off and combine all your moves, throw the batarangs out. That's when you start to feel really really cool mm. as batman in those games but people always say that it's button mashy it's not it's i think it has one of the coolest combat hand-to-hand systems that has been invented in the game for last 10 years or whatever and that's why people are trying to mimic it because it is easy to play but hard to master yeah. and that's how you make a good combat system but speaking of like hype for arkham city because all you spot on there of course with, with all that but like with arkham city like i was at uni at the time i was doing my honors degree i was literally in the lab doing an experiment and i was doing i can't, I can't remember what i was doing but i remember i got the message because like i can remember it broke street date um yep i remember getting a message and like you can go pick up arkham city i'm like fuck this. i was at work and i literally <laughs> just dropped uh, dropped what i was doing and i'm like i'm out and like, guys, like, what, what's, what are you doing? I'm like, nah, fuck this. I'm out. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it literally just well, left. You know what happened to me? Out. 
So I got the message. It's Broke Street Day. Come in. I was at work. I had to wait like two hours. Finish work. Go on EB Games. Batman's out now. Can I blah, 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 give me the game? Give me the game. Give me the game. Oh, we don't have your collector's edition yet. What? Oh, the only standard one <laughs> but, Broke Street Day. But but everyone's going to... Yeah. Uh, uh, but everyone's going to get to play it. Before. All right. What we'll do is we'll give you a normal copy. You bring this back in in a couple days when we have the collector's edition. Don't say shit to anyone. We'll give you your collector's edition and then we'll just put this one, you know, wherever. Okay. So I got to take home a copy. Oh, he's like, don't use the DLC code either. Like there'll be the DLC code in there for Catwoman or, or whatever it was. Mm, it was Don't Woman. touch that, but you can you can play the game. So got to take it home, got to play the game for a couple of days, got another message from the dude, bring it back in, brought it back in, got my collector's edition. Nah. There you go. Didn't touch the code, it was a nice guy. So that, that was another really weird moment where I was, I was heartbroken for five seconds of my life where I was like, but <laughs> no, like, no. But keep it, keeping the heartbreak so then, theme going, what about when they decided to fucking cancel the... Uh, the collector's edition for Arkham, Arkham the, the statue. The yeah, car. Yeah, I had that pre like, I had the well. fucking And that car. looks really cool. Yeah. The Batmobile, I'm like, oh, yes. And then I remember I was at uh, I was at Supernova in Sydney or something. And then I got a message like, like, son of a yeah. bitch. Son of a bitch. Your order has been cancelled, but you've been, we've made sure you'll get the second best one, whatever it is. And it's like, you can yep, get a still I'm like, I just got that with yeah, the yeah, Spider-Man yeah. one. That was so heartbreaking. Yeah. I think what makes it worse is knowing other people are going to get it and I'm not. Yeah. Well, at least no yeah, I suppose one suppose the Batman thing wasn't as... Yeah, no one got yeah. the Batman one. And I, I felt bad, but then at the same time when they were like, oh, it's because the model was so terrible that we just couldn't sell it. Yeah. You kind of go, well... That's that weird conflict. That, like, that, ooh, thank you, but... Mm. Yeah, it's like, thank you for not being an asshole and just shoveling out that to yeah. charge $350 to a bunch of suckers, which I would have been. Um so, but it still sucks because you're like, oh, but it looked really cool when you showed the picture of it and everything. But, oh, it sucks. And we should mention with Rocksteady as well, where they gave us the old fucking sneaky. And they're like, we are done with Batman. We'll never be on a Batman title ever again. And then watching uh, E3 2016, and you hear fucking Mark Hamill, and I shit my pants. And then, the and then Arkham VR. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, yeah. Arkham VR, uh, of course. I remember the exact moment because, like, I tried to get time off work so I could do all the E3 stuff, but I had training that week so I couldn't bail out on it. So I'm sitting there, headphone in ear, up sleeve, down, holding the fucking thing in front of me. <laughs> being all super <laughs> it's like I'm in high school and I'm trying to watch this thing, and next thing I'm like, oh, yeah. And I literally, I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> nah, it's, it's cool. Sorry, it's cool. just my Tourette's. Yeah, sorry, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. And then coming... And then when I finally released, and that was like the, one of the first games I played in VR, and... Still holds up. Yep, it I is fantastic. Like it really is. Yeah. Oh, like when the second you put that, you, you know, you do the grappling for the, the grappling for the first time, Jesus Christ. And whipping even, back, the whipping. Fact, even the fact with the piano, I watched a video play the beginning of uh, the Black Parade on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> This the yeah. fact that you're able to do that in VR as well is just no, nah, it's it's great, it's super great. Just sit there trying right. to slap Alfred and throw shit at in him all pro- day, in the like I did. Name of progress. What's your next one, Dylan? Uh, my number three is Insomniac hmm. because they also hold a very special place in my heart, the PS2 area, because I loved the Ratchet and Clank games a lot. That was a franchise that I probably played second to another one, which is my number one pick. 
um, and I still have a very soft spot for, and the the rebooted, well, not reboot, the remake of the first game is probably one of the best games you can pick up on PS4 at the moment. Definitely one of the best looking, I think. One of the funnest. Mm. Argue with me there. Um, and then also the Resistance franchise is would be in my top five FPSs. Yep. That episode I was not on, but I, there you go. <laughs> Resistance. <laughs> There's my answer, posthumously. Um, I'm a big fan of the the mascot type stuff because that's like when I got into playing games, it was Crash, Spyro, and then um, got little, when I headed into my teenage years or whatever, it was Jack, and you got Ratchet, and then Sly, and that's I grew up thinking that gaming was bunch of fucking fluffy mascots and that's how you you sold games to me it had to be mascots pikachu over here you got mario you got zelda you know it's all these sorts of things um and ratchet and clank was also a franchise that my brother played a lot of and um so we'd have to get into arguments about who was playing the games at what time because we both wanted to play them so much so that's a fond plus not fond memory but something that kind of sticks in your head from your childhood gaming um childhood i was what i don't know Younger than you is though is the answer to the question. I feel like I had that those kind of arguments with my brother, and I'm gonna end up having those arguments with my kids. It's my turn. About to what play. to play? Yeah, no, because you just buy two consoles. That's a smart thing That's to do. That's true. That's true. Because my parents weren't gamers, obviously. Mm. They would. If it was me, and I, if I had two kids, and I was arguing about what to play, I just beat. I'd beat them. I, no, <laughs> just yeah. arm wrestle me. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Go to bed, and then I'd play the console. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and then of course the Somniac is putting out Spider-Man so that's true like, I don't have a strong history with, Spy- with Insomniac really like I, you know I'm all, I was aware of them growing up because they did Spyro ma- yeah because they did Sp- I played Spyro eh, at the time it just wasn't it, it was that game's janky as shit they better make that yeah. so much better the first one is the first one is very janky the, the number two and especially number three um, I played them like four or five years ago, two and three. Yeah. They were fine. Not okay. great, but they're fine. The first one is tank as fuck. Yeah. Like he turns like, it's like it's, oh, Spyro, it's you like can Chuck, do it. It's like everyone's like, oh my God, Croc is so good. And like, nah, Croc is hot Oh garbage. my God, tank. Yeah, yeah. Croc sucks. Yeah. But yeah. No, I have fond memories of Croc, but at the same time. Oh, no. Fond memories. <laughs> go back to it. Just don't. Just don't. Don't. The game haunts me though. Mm. That was it's legit a game that gave me nightmares. Mm. Um, but yeah, and like Ratchet and Clank, I didn't play, and uh, you know I never played them just because like at, in PS2 I spent more time playing you know like JRPGs and shit on PS2. Like I didn't really have a lot of time for you know, character platformers yeah. and stuff. Like I'm growing up in my gaming, like I missed the whole mascot thing. Like for some reason it was in my periphery, and I just never picked up on the whole thing. But my relationship with Insomniac started with the Resistance as the launch game on PS3 and then just went from there like I've never touched a Ratchet and Clank game like so Resistance are great I like them but I haven't played any other games so they don't this Resistance hold consciousness. up um, I haven't played it for a long time but because mm, that's another franchise that I w- I'm bummed I missed the boat on so I, got, I, I mean, got a PS3 later in the in the cycle yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't yeah it's Hmm. I didn't think the mechanics Graphically, were it might bad be bad, at all. But no, the shooting was fun yeah. and the wacky weapons and stuff like that. And number three is still has one of my favorite uh, stories in gaming. We've already oh, done no, that it's episode. Not, like, it's on t- Shush. 
It's not. It's not a. <laughs> it's not a tear jerking story. It's just a. I just. It's, it's just a, a really great story. FPS story. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dick jerking story. Surely. Are there better ones? Of course. <laughs> if someone gave me the option, VMXXX. Like, Here's a story about that's probably gonna make you cry. And here's a story about pulling dicks. I'm like, uh, I'm probably gonna go to pulling dicks one. <laughs> it's Mayo Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. My next one's Rockstar. We've already said all we can on that one. So we're gonna go back around to you, Ryan. Oh. It's it's like Uno, I made you skip a turn. Yep. Um as I mentioned, I played a lot of JRPGs uh, in my PS2 times. This one is pretty much a given. Uh, I think you are... Uh, this is going to be dangerous if not, if you guys think different. Uh, you're pretty much mental if you don't think that uh, Hideo Kojima and his Metal Gear Solid franchise is not one of the best and awesomest things to ever exist. But, in, you know, particularly... Like, I've written here Konami slash Kojima Productions because Konami yep. themselves are kind of hot garbage, but... Uh, when they were working with Kojima and making incredible like games with him, uh, nothing beats the Metal Gear games. Yep. Yep. Ko- Kojima's on my list. Like, it's no secret that Metal Gear Solid is my favorite gaming franchise ever. And like, even going back to what you said about Naughty Dog, like Kojima has made the only game that has ever made me literally cry. The, the, um, I know you've played Metal Gear Solid 4, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the ending spoilers for Dylan and spoilers for anyone listening, but I've played Metal Gear Solid. Oh, well, spoilers for <laughs> everyone, everyone who thinks I never played, you played Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Fifth Order. You haven't played Metal Gear Solid. It's just too intellectual for you, Dylan. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> but you know, at the end where he's at the cemetery and is about to shoot himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish yeah, he did. That, made that sounds me. really bad out of context, but I wish he did. That made me, like, that made me cry like a little mm. baby. Like, just because growing up with Metal Gear and it being just like a part of me, really, for the whole time is just, I don't know, just phenomenal. And just the way he treats game development as well as part of the game. Like, just mm. putting out dropping hints and putting things in videos and it all connects up and, like, the Reddit-type people are just going crazy trying to work stuff out. Yeah, and- let's, um, get gets Ryan, get Ryan's opinion on this. So, me and Nick are in the Explosion Network as supporters of Hideo dropping the, the million trailers for Death Stranding and we, we quite enjoy watching them as what we consider, like, short films to, to digest and it's a meta game of trying to find the easter eggs and the reddit threads and stuff uh kieran and everyone else uh hates it because it's it's the whole shut up <coughs> shut up and don't show a shit until the game's about to come up kind of mentality about it where do you stand on that um well apparently my my camera's frozen that's awesome um yeah like where i come from is like i like watching them big fan of watching them but at the same time i'm like I'd be I'd be happy if I didn't see anything until it comes out. But then, if someone's like, hey, there's Death Stranding trailer out, I'm like, get the fuck out of my way, I need to get to that <laughs> computer. I, I'm like that way with pretty much any other developer out there. It's just the fact the way that Kojima has a reason for it is what draws me in. Yeah, and it's I, like that... Uh- that recent photo shoot. What they weren't working on the game just then. They were just making another trailer. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like 
even the other game, Zone of the Enders, was fun. I haven't found a copy of Police Nauts to play, but I'm really keen to play that. And Zone of the Enders VR coming out, that's going to be great. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Kojima... The only conflict for me about Kojima is because I know him simply as... Metal Gear Solid. Like I have yeah. not dived into his other things, so that was the, that was the conflict in the list. But I'm like, there's no one leaves a presence like like Kojima, yeah, so he had it. to be on the list. Had he truly is one of the characters. Like yeah, there, there's character, there's developers, and then there's characters where like him and the Gabe Newell and the Randy Pitchford and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, Can, and didn't end up on my list because Hideo is top five best game developer developers like soul entities yeah. uh konami can suck a fuck <laughs> well I, I i included it under kojima productions because that's Me what too. they were called Me when too. they were with yeah. konami as well and even even if you disregard his games and like that the the development team that fox engine as well Ooh. that is a that Fox phenomenal engine. engine. It's just a shame that it's, it's going to be wasted. Exactly, it's going to be used on those uh, yeah. pachinki machines or whatever they're called. Fucking hell! <laughs> so so sad. Talk <laughs> about crying, guys. <laughs> uh, I want to get your opinion, Ron. What do you? Where do yeah. you fall on Metal Gear Solid Five? Uh five. I thought I, mean, I thought five was great. Mm. I, a little unfinished, but great. Mm. You know, because like, like I, I'm somewhat like I'm somewhat easily pleased like I play the game zone now I'm probably gonna like yep so when I was like Metal Gear Solid 5 I'm like I'm probably gonna like it and I played yeah. it and yeah I liked it even Metal Gear Solid Survive right I was like I'm probably gonna like this and I played it I thought it was I thought it was great get off my show for what it was <laughs> it was great <laughs> is it, is yeah. it, is it um, should it be called anything else fuck yeah it should have been called anything else yeah but if you if, just if survive you, yeah if you just called it if you called it reason to use the Fox engine, I would have probably <laughs> played it. Cause like, yeah. like it's called metal gear because they had the assets that nothing, you know, like they needed to make this engine viable in terms yeah. of like monetary. So it's like, well, let's just make something with it. And I enjoyed my time with it. I personally, with metal gear sold five, just to go on a tangent. I think it's a phenomenal game, but I don't think it's at all up to par for a metal gear game. It, yeah, it is a certainly departure from what Metal Gear Solid had been up until that point. Um, I don't think the open world super benefited the storytelling because yeah. the same thing with any open world game is the second that you give someone in t- complete agency, it's like, yeah. we have this pressing issue. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking around over here though. Yeah. And like that's the only downside of open world. So it kind of took away the, bi- the, the, the big drawing power of him as a storyteller. Yeah, definitely. I love that game so much. It's yeah, some of the best right. gameplay in any game, as far as I'm concerned. The gameplay in that I is agree on second that point. to none. The story just—I yeah. just hated it. Absolutely hated it. All right. Oh, you don't like you don't like Silence or whatever Quiet. the freaking name was in her story. Quiet. Quiet. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, the Dylan. One. What's your next dev? My number one is Square Enix. We have to number one because already. they. Yeah, I'm on to number one already because hmm. I, I knock them off as. Uh, you say them. Square Enix is the number one studio that I played the most of on <laughs> PS1 yep. um, and PS2, which was a huge, obviously a huge generation of my young gaming years. Um, I was obsessed 
with just playing Final Fantasy Nine over and over and over and over because that was um, like I wanted it so bad because I saw it in a PlayStation magazine. I wanted it so bad, and I didn't have the money to afford it because I'm a young kid and I didn't have money. And my parents wouldn't buy it for me because it was too expensive. And we was in a secondhand store one day, and it was in there for like thirty or forty bucks or something like that. And I remember being like, Dad, Dad, that's the game I want. That's the one I've been nagging you for for ages. And we walked down to the ATM. He got the forty bucks out. We went back and we got the game. And I just played that game to fuckery like over and over so many times and i didn't go back and play six seven or any of those for many many years later it was just old nine through ps1 ps2 final fantasy 10 i'm a big supporter of everyone hates that game i know majority of people hate final fantasy 10 final fantasy i i remember i don't remember the the only thing i remember about final fantasy 10 is playing a fuck ton of blitzball that's it. Oh, really? <laughs> I got the laugh, Jim. No, I think I sort of. Um, I think I got to a point where I could play Blitzball a lot, and I just continuously played Blitzball. It's not very far. You didn't get very far. No, nope, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get very far at all. Um, that game made me crying a lot. If I think about scenes in gaming that I probably first teared up, it was probably Final Fantasy X. Um, and if he was going to do top five romancing stories in games one day, I'd probably be talking about. Final Fantasy 10 again because I just think of Yuna and Titus in that game um, and then Scranix is another company that got me into having a higher interest in games other than just playing them and that's why they're at number one because when I was a lot younger I got a, I really wanted to learn the history and why there was a character called Sid in every game because you don't just know that you, you click onto it one day why is there a character called Sid in all this why is there Chocobos like why are there certain connecting factors in this I went online, and I, this is when I first discovered GameTrailers.com, which I've talked about a lot as the <laughs> website I used to read and watch a lot more Surprise. than IGN. Um, yeah, so I, used to, I watched all their videos and just got obsessed, obsessed with learning about all the Final Fantasies I couldn't play. I printed off all of the Wikipedia pages, which were 10 to 20 pages long each about each game. I printed them all off. I put them in double-sided slips and I made folders. And I had like five folders of all the Wikipedia pages for the history of every single Final Fantasy game printed out. I then printed out the history for um, Squaresoft or what, whatever, yeah, because it was soft and then whatever yeah. NX before they formed. Yeah, so I printed Soft, out the yeah. histories. Yeah, Squaresoft. Um, I printed out the history for both those, those gaming companies, made them into folders. And then uh, every other franchise that ever made the Dragon Quest games, printed them all out. And this is all I would sit in bed and I would read because I got really intrigued <laughs> in the behind the scenes uh, of the development of these games, why the two companies formed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is the moment I can pinpoint in my life where I was, I was deeper than just going, I'm having fun playing this. This is a cool game, whatever. I wanted to know more. So that's why it's number one for me. It's great. Like, uh... I'm not a massive big JRPG fan. Like, I, ironically, I don't have the patience for that type of game. What? Well, <laughs> click, click all the fucking buttons in your play. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't have the patience for that kind of grind, and just the story points are just few and far between. Like they're too spaced out in a lot of J- a lot of JRPGs. Um, my experience with Square Enix, like, I love Final Fantasy VII. I played Final Fantasy X, I never finished it, and then Final Fantasy XV came out and I got sick of that, but like I, I can appreciate what they've done for the industry and the games they've created, for, especially for that the fans of those type of game, but it's just not for me, unfortunately. And Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, 
me and all my emo friends in high school were just obsessed with that game because it was basically emo kids and Disney characters. We're all sitting around, had Simple and Clean, the song from the first game on our mobile phones, our ringtones for years. Please, yeah, that song. Square Enix, great company. Yes, yeah, like Ryan, tell me you love Square Enix. Square Enix go right because like I don't have a, a big thing for uh, Final Fantasy. Like I just really don't. I have a big thing like when I say like my JRPG it's like mine was some really weird shit on the PS2 and like late PS1 like uh, like Breath of Fire was one I remember playing yep. quite a lot Breath of Fire yeah. uh, Breath of Fire 4 was the one I think I spent the most time with <clears throat> um, but yeah like it's very similar to Nick like I, I get it like I get what Square, what Square Enix do and that sort of shit and uh, but there's one particular game that I never realized was a Final Fantasy game until I like years later. It's uh, Mystic Quest. Chocobo Racing. Mystic Quest Legend on Super Nintendo. It's like this game's fucking fantastic. And then it's like, and then I mean, like, yeah, I was talking with uh, my co-host Josh. He's like, you know, that's a Final Fantasy game. I'm like, no, Final Fantasy sucks. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, no, it's literally like a side spin-off to Final Fantasy. I'm like. Oh man, I was really bummed. <laughs> but um, <coughs> excuse me. It was Earth but, all along, damn it. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, also I- shout out to Square Enix for trying to produce the first good video game movie with Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Hey, I enjoyed trash, it, but they tried. I enjoyed it for they tried. I remember. I remember being really <laughs> impressed when I was growing up. I wouldn't watch it now though, because I imagine it's poops. But when I watched oh, it, like, bad. I didn't understand, like, Final Fantasy VII was the only game that I had played of the series, and I didn't understand why it had nothing to do with Final Fantasy VII. Because I didn't realise at the time, like, each game was its own <coughs> sort of thing. Thing, yeah. 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 I was like, oh, how's this Final Fantasy? I don't get it. Because <laughs> I was only young when it came out. Uh, but yeah, I've only, um, following on with what Dylan said, I've only just played Kingdom Hearts. And I'm talking within the last 12 months. Yeah. And uh, right. it fucking blew me away. I'm like, hang on. So these are... So these are uh, I, I can play a level with Aladdin and then move over, hey. move over to like Tarzan and then Alcimondaland uh, and Hercules. Like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, like anytime there's any Final Fantasy character that talks to me, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Go away. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't. And they don't expect like, you to. They they don't expect you to know who they are, really. Mm. It's like which pays, which is good. Like one of the first things when when like I'm playing it, playing, and then it's like they do the round table of all the villains. I'm like, get the fuck out! Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like there's Jafar, and there's shit. Ursula, and there's Hades. I'm like, ah, it's all connected. Yeah. Did you play two as well? No, so I've only played one. I, okay. I bought the two's, two, two's where it gets a bit more on the the new characters specifically for the Kingdom Hearts franchise and that's where the story goes off the cliff into complete batshit crazy territory where you're like I love the Disney characters but what the fuck is going on <laughs> well like I picked up there the 1.5 2.5 HD very much with the square root of 7 um yeah yeah, yeah yeah yep uh, <laughs> yep yep yeah like that part's really dope but like I'm keen as fuck for Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 3 just cause Toy Story yeah. Ooh, Toy yeah. Story. And it's tangled. Thing. Yeah. The horse. Of course. But all yeah, right. no. Kingdom Hearts looks dope. But yeah, Squaresoft, <laughs> Squaresoft do all right. They go all right. Yeah, they're okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. My next one is Kojima Productions. Like, 
We've already said everything about that because Ryan keeps on taking all my things. Sure do. <laughs> you saw my list, didn't you? Sure did. All right. What's your last one, Ryan? Uh, this one <coughs> is one that I really just sort of recently had this, um, like, I guess, epiphany. Probably the, the closest thing to it. Um, it's uh, Santa Monica Studios. So Sony Santa Monica. Uh, mm-hmm. For years, I've really enjoyed, like, the God of War games in particular. Um, And I always thought, I'm like, yeah, they're always just good fun. Like, you know, everyone says the story's not there, blah, 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 blah. Then I started thinking about it, and then I started pulling out all this unnecessary knowledge that I seem to have about the God of War (laughs) franchise. And then it was one of those moments of, fuck, I love God of War. Yeah. Damn. God damn I came to that realization, too, when I... Last episode, we're doing top five characters, and Kratos just ended up there. It just felt mm. right for me. Well, we'll have, I was talking to... It, mine came from a very similar thing. We were doing you know, our PlayStation show, and I was talking to Josh, and he's like, I don't get Kratos. I don't get his story. I'm like, all right, sit the fuck down. Here it is. <laughs> and then I pulled out all this, like the backstory, just everything. I'm like, yeah, and I love this game. Yeah. And then, you know, now I'm you know jumping into the new one as well, and the where they've gone with with kratos and they've you know they've made him relevant and and different and new but still the same but ah like evolution yeah yeah it is a literal evolution of the character and for that and like rather than you know this is going to sound like just stabbing at the competition but with like halo and what they've done with Master Chief, like there's not, there was never a really an evolution there, and like same with yep. Gears of War, like these all these franchises came out around about the same time, and you know, like yes, they all had incredible stories at that moment, but their latest generation release out, you know, like uh, Halo Five and Gears of War Four, it's literally more of the same. Like they yep. haven't actually grown as developers, grown as storytellers. You heard and it here first. Kratos is a superior Spartan. <laughs> With that said, I I, I didn't even I click on that. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I never finished playing God of War two because I found it more of the same. And I, I got bored and I, I, I never clicked with that franchise. Mm. I enjoyed the first game, but I found God of War 2 boring and I was just button mashing stuff and the puzzles were meh. And then I was like, cool, lots of yelling. Not for me. Not, not, not for me at all. Whatever if people enjoy it. And I dropped off. And in my opinion, it's then taken them three Ascension, you know, like it's taken them, what, f- a bunch of games to get to God of War 4, given I, uh, God of, sorry, just God of War 7 whatever it's actually numbered. Uh, it's taken them that many games to get to this one before they've done something with the character that's made me go, oh, I actually want to check this one out. Well, so like, uh, so Sony Santa Monica are sort of part with um, the PSP games as an example. Um, they were done predominantly with Ready, uh, Ready at Dawn. Which I played all those. Yeah. I played I played them both last them. week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I really enjoyed both of the prequels. So in my mind, my history of God of War has been Enjoyed the first game, enjoyed the prequel stuff of the first game, but anything that took place after the events of the first game, nope, noped right out yeah. of it. The moment in one of those PSP ones where you have to push your, your daughter away oh, or whatever, oh, why wasn't there anything emotional like that in any of the other games? Wrenching, like I'm having my yes. game, playing the other day on the couch, because you know, said so like I, I'm playing this one again, and then like, once I'll bring it up again. Hey, if you didn't know, I'm a fucking parent now. Um, so. 
that same moment like having to having to one make that decision of this this is the literal last moment you'll ever see your daughter because if you you, you mm-hmm. have the options you can stay here with her and the rest of exist existence will just be gone or perish you do the right thing you, you step away you let her you let her move on and you save the rest of the, and you save everything and having to push her away and then you push her away she comes back and like oh yes oh hurts me but so yeah, those two I have fond memories for fucking fantastic but two no three I remember seeing all the screenshots of the the giant boss the giant enemies the titans or whatever I'm like cool but like, the story needs to grab me it, it, it's cool that you're fighting these giant monsters but nothing in the trailers for three even made me go why do I care like yeah, I it's care the, it's the mythology that, that threw me in like I'm a I'm a sucker for like you know, Egyptian mythology, Greek, yep. which, even like, all of that shit. It's just dope. And I think, also, I'm a sucker for vengeance stories as well. Yeah. Like, he's the, he's the like, the perfect anti-hero. Yeah. Like, it's like John Wick. It's John Wick the game. Like, the whole idea is, fuck everyone in my way. I have a goal. Yeah. And I'm going to kill that person. Yep. And everyone else along the way. <laughs> yeah. Athena! Calliope, Calliope, oh, whoever. Just side note: playing in the new one uh, with Christopher Does Judge. He um, no, he he, tr- he tries actively tries not to yell so far. Okay. Um, I don't know whether you guys we'll watch. Whether you guys watch Stargate? Uh, like my, Star Stargate. Yeah. My wife is the dude with the symbol in the middle of his head. My wife is a insane Stargate fan. So as I'm playing it, and I hear him talk, and he's like, "Boy," I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh." It's weird because it's like I'm like Tilk, like I don't like I like I don't like I'm not a massive fan of Stargate like my wife is, but like she's watched it so many times since we've been together, it's ingrained in my head. So now when when I hear him talk and it's like I'm like oh this is it's weird. Yeah, it's like, it's like when I'm a voice actor changes. It's like Mark Hamill is in the Joker back going back to Rocksteady. Yep. And then you play Arkham Origins, and it's like I think it was Troy Baker, and it's like, Troy Baker. Like, yeah, but I thought he did fine. He did it's great, weird, but it's, but, like, it's jarring. Yeah. It's that initial jar. You know? It is jarring. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Sony Santa Monica, fantastic. Yep, and because Dylan Blue is late early, we're going to go straight over to my last. <laughs> As always. As always. <laughs> you know. Slide into my DMs, ladies. At Vivaldil. V i v a l a d i l. You can join in on Dylan's dick jerking stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right my last one is the creative assembly um they're predominantly known for the total walk series and they also did alien isolation which is arguably the best alien game made in my opinion i like gearbox one though no <sighs> God. Mm, <laughs> colonial marines <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Total War series has been going since the year 2000. It began with Shogun Total War. And I jumped in with their second one, Medieval Total War. And just the way that they, I don't know, kind of like separated the campaign, like the campaign map to the battle thing to two separate things, like a real-time tactics. Yeah, it's not an RTS. It's a real-time tactics where you, in the campaign, you build up, your empire and your build forces and diplomacy and all that. And then it's, you go into the battle mode and everything that you've built is just there on the field for you to control. And 
the massive scale battles and even up to recently they done the best use of the Warhammer license that I can think of as well with their Total War Warhammers are just I think what they've done has changed the game in, in regards to that sort of game and they do it the best as well and I'll give them a lot of credit as well for um for really getting me invested into researching history and the history behind all these events in their historical ones and stuff like that. Like, I always give it credit for developing my interest in it as well. I don't know if either of you have any relationship with them or experience with their games. Not really, I know. I've never really had, like, a... Because they're quite PC-demandy games, if I remember they right. Are. very much um, so. I've, I've only just recently had a PC that hasn't been, you know, a dumpster fire, so... <laughs> <coughs> Um, it, it, they have also been always been on my uh, always been on my radar but um, same as you with uh, you know like I don't have the patience I can't do it yeah that's fair like it's it for me it defines that one more turn kind of gameplay as well mm. do you have yeah. any Dylan no I haven't played any of them I'd like to yeah but it's just time effort yeah I can understand um, that. It's very um, time, yeah. effort. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I've always, I've always had the interest in checking them out because, I, you know, I, I grew up playing a lot of Age of Empires. I know that might be offensive to say, but I do. And then I've played some of the. I meant to play on the game, the Star, fucking Starcraft stuff. You know, so real time strategy stuff. Mm. I have, I do actually play some real time strategy stuff. Um, but it is, oh, I have to sit down and play a match for like an hour or, or whatever to commit to an hour in front of my PC for it to be over. And they can go longer, I hear. Nick's yeah, yeah. Mind over there. What no, I no, sorry. Now? I'm just what trying to process how playing, growing up playing Age of Empires could be offensive. Because it, it's, oh, a, it's, the dead, it's some hardcore... the dead simplest of RTSs pretty much. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So I figure some hardcore RTS fans would be like, oh, you bitty, bitty, uh, Age of Empires, did you get it out of your Kellogg's box? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> on you. But, yeah, I, I came from a lower, lower middle, you know, like low income household. So fuck yeah, I got it from my cereal. Yeah, I yes. Especially the, uh, when the Pizza Hut did the deals too. With the, when you got a game. Yeah, I got that. those as well. Yeah. Um, fuck. Yeah, like it's very... I wouldn't say niche because it's quite popular, but it's... If you're not into that type of game, like it's very um, hard to get into as well. Like it, I've got a campaign going that's been going for fifty odd hours so far, and like there's turns where you feel like you're not making any progress, but it's slowly building up, kind of like that civilization kind of mechanic where it takes time to get going. <coughs> so it's very it's it's very much an investment. Yeah. All right, that has been. Another episode of Top 5 with Nick. I'm your host, Nick. Um, I'm joined today by a very special guest from the pop culturist, Ryan Betson. Where can we find you and all the things you do? Uh, you can find me on the YouTubes with the pop culturist, uh, where we do live streams and games and uh, arguably the real number one Australian-made PlayStation podcast. Just saying. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> you can you can have Australia. I'm some yeah, get Oceania. I, I, got, I ain't got shit on the Oceanas, but Australia, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Think big, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking small, and then I, I, I encroach 
that's how I plan it out. But no, no, yeah, we uh, yeah we do a PlayStation show as well. Um, we uh, do streams, all those sort of things. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that's it at the point. And you also have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon, patreoncom slash thepopculturists. Um, it helps support what we do. If you've ever seen our stuff, it helped build this set behind me. Uh, made that yes, possible. Yes, very impressive. It helped me build this uh, this table, which is literally a door with legs on it. Hey, it does the job. Got to aim high, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't tell you make a lot of money on Patreon, all right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely go check them out and support them if you can. They do fantastic work. Thank I'm you always, very I've much. I've always so. been a big fan. Um, Dylan, where can we find you? Twitter, Viva Ladil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. Got to pump my Twitter twice this week. <laughs> Slide into those DMs. Thank you. Um, and you can find me at Lord and Pryor. You can find the show at Explosion Pod. You can find this show and all the other shows on the network over at explosionnetwork.com. You can find us at Twitch on Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. And we also recently got a YouTube custom URL. What would that be, Dylan? Hey! Congrats, guys. YouTube.com slash Explosion Network, I think. I don't know. Just go subscribe to our Twitch, really. If it's wrong, <laughs> follow the Twitch. If it's wrong, blame Dylan. Um, you can rate and review yeah, us we, on we, we can fight Ryan on that thing, too. <laughs> where, you know, he's all YouTube, we're all Twitch. <laughs> Who's really uh, we're, one, we're, you know? we're slowly edging on over to that Twitch. I'm like, oh, it seems to be a lot of fun. Hashtag like, fuck YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, the second they're like, hey, guess what? You don't make any money here. I'm like, you yep. know what? Shove it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, a million dis- bad decisions. Like all the streams over here now. You could do us a favor and rate and review on iTunes. If you don't use Apple products, what you could do to help support us also is Get a just spread word of mouth because we don't do much advertising. So just tell your friends, go, hey, you like five things, go listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, though? that is the best. <laughs> On that note, thank you very much for joining me, Ryan, and good night, everyone. Holy fuck, if that's not a sell, I don't know what is. <laughs>